Hey y'all, welcome to the first episode of Glass Half Full with Danielle and Kaven. I am Kaven. And I'm Danielle. Welcome to the most ratchet podcast that you might ever listen to on this side of heaven. Um, <laughs> let's be completely clear before we even get into anything. Disclaimer, parents, if your child's is under I said child with an S so ratchet your child or children are under the age of 13 please be advised to stop them from listening right now because we do use colorful language around these parts (laughs) so (laughs) so we don't want to um offend or um take away your children's innocence in any way so right and so also i just would like to say um Kevin's other name is also cassandra um that's not her <laughs> real name i just call her cassandra so if you hear me say cassandra and her Kevin, they're interchangeable okay now people that's don't the come same up, person don't don't come up in these uh in these podcasts talking about some why do you allow her to do that hey look well work for us work for us period. work for you and your household that's your business period but don't come around don't don't, don't do that shout out to tab you know, she just dropped a video line, but we're going to get into that later. Ooh, y'all. Sold out. I love a good Tabitha Brown. One thing about Tab, she's such a blessing. The fact that her and Tia Maori are the same age, but I look like, I look at Tabitha Brown like an auntie. She's like a warm, like a warm hug. Oh my gosh, yes. I stay rooting for her. Like, even before she became, like, super famous, I deadass was like, I hope she wins. I hope she wins. So, like, now that she's winning, I'm like, oh my God, yes. I was rooting for you. I'm tired of my, my time. We were, we were all rooting for you. I'm telling you. No, like, I love, I love the fact that she's an actress. She's a entrepreneur. She's a mother. A mother. Bitch, I'm a mother. No drama. <laughs> And then let's talk about how the fact that her hair is always on point. Always. Yes, ma'am. Like, Donna be, Donna show up. And show out. Every time, baby. Every time Donna gonna show out. But y'all, that's just a little taste of what you're gonna get from this podcast. You're gonna get a little bit of random facts, random topics. You're gonna get a little bit of books. You're gonna get a little bit of movie review tv reviews everything just welcome to glass half full thank you so much for listening thank you so much for being a part of this journey we're super super glad that you decided to click on this um so this week before we get into it this week we're going to be reading ever cursed by Corey and haydu and let's just be really clear. If you in your car, I hope you got your seatbelt on. If you laying down in bed listening to this, I hope you got a seatbelt on because this is going to be a ride. And when I say a ride, it's going to make you call your therapist tomorrow and be like, girl, let me tell you about this book I just read. This is one wild ass book. And it started off wild. It just... Ugh. It's like, why? Why would she do that to me? I, ma'am, let's get it together. But I guess so. We're just going to go ahead and get into the book now. Um, So me and Kevin have both read um the first few chapters of the book. So, Kevin, what do you feel about the book so far? 
I mean, right out the gate, the, the, the first thing right out the gate that struck my attention was chapter one. Let's just, let's just start there. Let's start with page one, chapter one. And let's talk about the fact that we're introduced to Jane and Jane has got it in her mind that to be a queen, she must be a certain way and endure so much. And <sighs> I just feel like she was like, because in the book, it's going to tell you that, you know, she was pretty much raised like that by her mother. But I also feel like that it has something to do with her being the oldest as well. So I don't know. I know she also puts a lot of pressure on herself. I wish she wouldn't do that, but she does, especially because her mom is now in a glass box. Thanks. Let's to just talk about it. Let's just talk about that. Like, can you imagine just waking up three days before your birthday and a witch that's the same age as you? Girl, fuck her. Girl, coming to what's supposed to be like the pre-turn up to your birthday and comes to that, you'll, you'll turn up and says what the curse is going to be. And then proceeds not to tell you why she's cursing you, but only says, oh, I'm going to be back in five years. Oh, me? She would have got her ass. What? What do you mean, Miss Girl? Girl, Let's ain't no way. Though, because Jane. Ain't no way. Jane most definitely was about that action because she was like, why are you doing this? Like, she yeah. instantly was like, forget this queen training. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Jane about piss her damn pants. Jane about pissed her pants when she sat there and said, you know what? I'm just going to go and go ahead and put your mom in the ice box. Soon she seen her mom in the ice box, she shut her ass up. She shut her ass right on up. Well, no, I think it was more so like a, um, a, like a final note of like, I can't stop this because the queen was like forming her mouth to say a word. And before the words could even leave her lips, the little young witch put her mama in a glass case and i mean not just like a glass case that we could just roll back in the house and you know keep her from the weather like no she gotta sit out there with the storm the rain everything and her pussy and daddy just sat there and let that shit hit girl and i I, a part of me thinks that the the king knows why the curse was brought i do too because i want to say later on in like the chapters or whatever it says that the witches, the one that cast the spell, basically, she was very upset at something that he did to her mother. Still don't know what that is. Haven't gotten that far. But the he did something part. to her mother, and she pretty much reacted the way a normal person would have reacted. You did something to my mom, especially if I'm, like, super close to her. Like, I'm going to react the same way. Mm-hmm. I personally so. feel like Reagan, which is the young witch's name, we're introduced to Reagan in Chapter 2. So Reagan is said to have been exiled by the witches to the land of and not. Right. Um, So she was she was exiled to the land of and not for five years. Well, she basically almost harmed. Well, she not not almost, but she did harm her own mom. Like she has a cousin named Willa that just so happens to drop a pot. And as Willa was dropping the pot, Reagan grabbed her mother's elbow and caused her to be back in pain and brought her back to the day that whatever the king did to her brought her back to that day. And that is one of the reasons why her mother is wearing one of the heaviest skirts as well as her aunt idol. So 
we're introduced to the fact that Reagan has powers that she can't control. So basically, um, I want to like piggyback off of what you just said. So basically, with the skirts, is every time a witch casts it, casts a spell, um, they have to put on these skirts. Now, depending on how heavy or how bad the spell is, it that'll you know kind of determine how heavy the skirt will be. So yeah. basically, her grandmother, if I'm not mistaken, her grandmother has cast so many heavy and terrible spells. And she has so many skirts that she can't even stand up now. So, like, after about skirt number three that's heavy, babes, you should have just been like, all right, I give it up. Girl, one. But we're introduced to Reagan's skirt. Um, So when she casts the spell on Jane and her sisters, she was given a skirt of, like, burlap. And she mentions that it's, like, itchy and um and that's what she uncomfortable. Did on case. But let's talk about the fact that when she has to go to... When she gets ready to um, release the curse off of the princesses, that's going to add on another skirt. Yeah, because every time you cast a spell, it add on a skirt. Even if you remove the spell, it's still going to add on a skirt because that's another spell in itself, which is wild. She honestly should have sat there and thought about that because ain't no way, girl. Ooh. you too? No. Girl, I I can only imagine. Think about putting on a burlap sack. Girl, go to you. Not do it. So, so so far, who's your favorite character? So far, I'm kind of leaning toward um, Nora. Nora? Yeah. Why? Nora is, of course, Nora is Jane's sister. And, of course, we're introduced to Jane and her siblings, but they don't really give um, the sisters' names right off the back. But Jane's sister's each have a way of doing things that um they kind of they kind of represent who they are personally like Nora in her hearts of hearts is not a princess like in her mind and in her heart she's just she just is not that girl and for her she's more so rebellious to the royal lifestyle um so much so that she would rather like go play in the dirt if she knew she had to go and attend a birthday party the same day. Like she knew that it ta- it would take forever for them to clean the dirt and stuff out of her nails and things like that. But she could care less. Like the book mentions that she literally just loves everything to be contrary against the royal lifestyle. Yeah. See, but I'm more so leaning towards Reagan. I mean, first and foremost, I like her name. I love it. <laughs> um, but I feel like she did what she did because she felt like she had to avenge her mother. I feel like if certain circumstances hadn't taken place, she wouldn't have had to do that. And then the fact that she's kind of like lucky and regretting it makes me feel like she has a heart. So, with that being said, my favorite character so far is Reagan. Oh, and also each chapter is a different point of view. So, you're never going to get the same point of view throughout the chapters or whatever. So, keep that in mind. Um, let me see. And I also wonder kind of like what the king did to upset Reagan so so bad. Like, what is the secret? What's the big secret? Because he was standing outside the castle and Reagan was in there hoping that he was going to at least regret what he did. Not one ounce of regret was on that man's face. Right. 
Not an ounce. Baby, what did you do? Why do you not give a shit that your wife is in a glass box and your children is suffering? He the only one I think ain't suffering. I think he the only person that didn't get cursed. I personally, um, I actually think the opposite because the king, the king is suffering. But listen, I do believe that the king is slightly suffering because if you look at chapter, I believe, well, you didn't get to chapter three yet. But if you look at <laughs> chapter two, it mentions that when Reagan comes back, um, the there are certain like witchly things that the their her mother and her aunt and her grandmother talk about because a certain aroma comes off of the royal family if they're in fear or if they're upset or all of these other things. Mm. And they mentioned that a certain aroma kept coming off the king, even though he was he put on the smile on his face. So for me, I personally feel like as him as a parent, um, it I feel like that was definitely eating him up to see that he has a daughter that's without a daughter that's all of his daughters are without. He has a daughter that can't have food and water. And let's backtrack for you guys a little bit. Oh. Jane. Jane's curse from the witch is basically she can't have food or water. So with that, she lives above the freaking kitchen in the freaking castle. So let's just talk about the fact that I don't know about y'all, but I love to eat. I would be up there trying to break every spell, pump me an IV of. 32 ounces of chocolate syrup if I if I need it because I couldn't do it like I could not do it yeah me either first of all I love to eat um I get up at two or three o'clock in the morning and make me fried chicken I wish I was lying but <laughs> dead ass I get up in the middle of the night and just start frying food I love food um but see but that's also I ain't gonna say her fault necessarily but she's also low-key torturing herself because she has the option to move to a whole nother wing of I mean her dad was offering her that like let's be right, real but she just chose to not do it she's like she feel like if she does that then the the, the witch won but girl you damn near dead what the, girl if you don't care your ass the fuck on the other side give yourself some type of leeway and then what's I want to say I want to say it's Nora, but I could be lying. It was one of the other sisters. She was um cursed with the ability to not love, so she didn't even love her family. Yeah, so it's Nora. It's wild. I actually that's think your favorite. That's, I I actually do because even though Nora it does not have the ability to love, she actually still shows small glimpses of like love. Um, certain little things that she does is Jane talks about the fact that she realizes that even though Nora doesn't, you know, say like, oh, I love my family and things like that, mm-hmm. she still does certain things like hanging out with her dad as much as she does. And I, if I'm not mistaken, Nora is the one that the king was teaching um, how to do the stonework. And so with like Nora, Nora is not your typical princess. Nora is like pretty much saying like, girl, I like to get dirty. I like to, you know, rough house with the boys and all of that versus versus, oh, I just need to be perfect. I need to be like super pristine and clean. But my favorite is going to probably either be Nora. And I feel like unfolding 
my favorite is going to shift to maybe like Alice because Reagan. no, I don't think it's going to be Reagan. I feel Reagan. like my favorite is going to shift to Alice because Alice can't sleep. And, <laughs> and I don't know about y'all, but I feel Alice finna snap. <laughs> Well, yeah, cause hell, shit. If I be up longer than what I'm considering, no, because I mean, one day I ain't get, but I think all of two hours of sleep, and I went to work. Them people was getting on my nerves. Child. I can only imagine she going five years with no sleep. Girl, fuck that. Girl, no, right? ma'am. No, but I really wonder what this this thing is that um the king did to um the widgets because. Thinking about it, like I have so many different theories just based off the first couple of chapters. So it's like, what if, like the the mother of what is the girl name? Why I can't think of the girl name? Well, Reagan. No, her name. Girl, yes, and I love the girl name. That's why I be want to call her witch, but girl, Reagan. What if witch? Very. Like, what if like I don't know if you ever seen like Naruto or whatever, mm-hmm. but so if not, it's the anime. Um, so on, they were doing some type of battle. They were trying to see who was going to be like HBIC um, or whatever. So basically, one of the um contestants or whatever, they were like cousins, but then it wasn't really technically cousin cousins, but like they were, well, no, they were cousins. They called it the brother and sister, but it was called the upper family or something like that or the royal family and then the other part of the family because like the dads were twins i hope i'm explaining this correctly but like the dads were twins or whatever mm-hmm. and just because one of them came out a few minutes sooner than the other one the one became like hbic and the other one became the one that had to protect the family mm-hmm. this is wild like what if that was like that like what if this is like one of those situations to where like they're the upper family and then the witches are like the lower family so they didn't like that they got upset so they're like you know what bitch i'm gonna curse you I or like the ahead. witch mother was like a mistress and a concubine girl yes home rocker lot baby i feel like you know that I feel like, if anything, back in them days, the queen knew. The queen always knew. The queen knew. I don't care what nobody say. The queen knew, if anything. And I feel like that's probably what she was getting ready to say was probably something insulting toward Reagan's mom. And, and Reagan knew that. Yep, and that's why she's in glass. Now, just for perspective, um, the, the princesses, I'll, I'm going to tell y'all their curses so y'all can kind of get a clue of how she really fucked over these girls. So like we told you, Jane can't eat. Nora can't love. Alice can't sleep. Grace can't remember. And Eden, the youngest of them all, can't hope. So y'all, when I tell y'all this book has been on a roller coaster ride, we mean yeah. that. Can't hope, baby. I know she had a good Disney movie, baby, because that's all they say in the Disney is it's hope. Right. She she can't she can't be no Disney princess because, <laughs> because she can't hope. Yeah. They probably be like, Come down here, we're gonna watch Princess Tiana, Princess in the Frog. You can't you can't I'm almost like there. You can't be almost <laughs> there. You ain't gonna be almost there. You don't even know what almost there is because you don't got no hope. Now wow. Now, I do want to say that Reagan cast this spell on these witches. I'm not these witches, girl. 
Reagan cast a spell on the princesses because she's infatuated and obsessed with making the king hurt. And so she gets so upset when she comes back after five years and sees that the king is smiling and toasting to his daughter's wealth and success and happiness. And to me, you know, so like we look at it and we're like, okay, so the first chapter, we're like, okay, Reagan, if Reagan is a, um, Reagan is, what am I trying to say? No, Reagan is the villain. In the first chapter, we were thinking that Reagan is the villain. But in the beginning of the second chapter, we are thinking, okay, maybe she's not the villain. Maybe she's just hurt and she's scorned by the fact that her mom was hurt. And yeah, so. Yeah, I don't like how they did, my girl. Like, that that really was wild. Because at first I was like, mm, why would she just randomly do that? But then the more I kind of got into the book, I was like, okay, I get it. I ain't going to say she was justified until I find out the reason that she did it. But I get why she did it. Like, I get why the actions were behind it. Um, Another thing that I had a, a, a little question about, because they keep referencing this princess that had gotten taken Right, I'm so sick ago. of them talking about the god doggone princess. See, I'm so sick the of fact it. that they keep referencing her, I feel like she's going to be a key ingredient into why Reagan did what she did and why she do not like the king at all. So I'm I trying think- to see, like, which... I didn't even know it was multiple kingdoms until I looked at it, but I'm trying to see which kingdom took miss girl or even if it was a kingdom at all maybe the king hid the girl i almost think it's the opposite i almost think it's the opposite what if she's a mistress no i think it's the opposite because she's been gone for 80 years she's old as dirt allegedly alleged conspiracy she might be in a damn dungeon what do you mean i think i think the my idea of this for the princess that's lost i think that low-key I feel like she's like this false sense of hope and from like, you didn't read chapter three or four. So I can't really tell you that. (laughs) I can't tell you that. But all I'm going to say is y'all can't expect too much from the lost princess. That's all I'm going to say. I don't think that there's much of a storyline there just yet. I do. Based off of what I read. Like y'all, so I'm a little bit I'm a little bit further in the book than Danielle, but that's because personal life matters. Um, and you know we we have our own things going on. <laughs> but I do I do, however, um, want to mention that the king does love and support his daughters because allegedly, no, not allegedly, because I in the second chapter, her. in the second chapter, the king is walking with Jane. And he gives her like three gentle squeezes on her side to let her know we got this. I'm here for you. And so it's just showing like that fatherly love of, okay, it's okay. I got you. I know it's probably really hard. And I know you're nervous right now because it's the day that Reagan is supposed to come back and break this curse on you. And you don't even know if she's going to actually like lift the curse. Y'all, I just can't wait for y'all to get to about chapter three and four. So y'all can really just be like, mm, I don't really like Reagan so much no more. That could literally just be something that he did to show face in front of folks. So we don't know. I mean, I guess That's you could true. say that man is like, supportive, but mm, I, mm, personal, like, 
personal opinion, I think differently. I feel like this this book is actually from the make a left turn at like chapter six through eight or something. I don't know. Maybe chapter ten is gonna hit a left turn. Now I do wanna mention, um, Jane does get a little bit of dark thoughts in the middle of this book because she says, um, she mentions how she like shifts her thoughts and her focus to if she was to die from this curse, would the subjects of the kingdom miss her? Would they mourn her as they do the princess that's been gone for 80 years? Shit, no. They barely be sitting there looking at her mom. <laughs> but I mean, I get her concern or whatever. Oh, and another thing. Why did she, like, okay, so I noticed that in the book, um, a lot of them were being described differently. Like, you can tell who's meant to be what race or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't like how, but I mean, I guess that's what they normally do in like books like this. Like they'll describe the, um, instead of just saying, oh, she was black or, oh, she, no, black. no, not like that. I was going to say, because like with witches and stuff, they're like, oh, she was an old ugly hag or right. like just pretty much describing somebody as like a really shitty ass person. I get where they were going with it, but mm-hmm. the fact that Reagan is and that her people are not even the villain so far. Mm-hmm. Let me say so far, um, they're not even the villains so far. So the fact that they were like described as like being the villains and the princess well, being described the first, as being like in the first them. or I th- I think it's like the first chapter. But the witches are actually meant to have protected the kingdom, right? Um, and the kingdom's supposed to protect them. Now, I don't want y'all to forget this though. Let's talk about the fact that the king forgets to invite reagan to the party he forgot shit exactly exactly he forgot shit they might seen that girl the same what was the same day they had roasted a damn pig and everything i know you smell that shit ain't no girl he forget shit it means sat there looked at her cheese haha and walked the day right on back into that motherfucking palace right he forget. but i'm so glad that olive and jane were having that conversation now just to give you guys a backstory olive is jane's attendant maid whatever you want to call it Jane is really, really affectionate toward Olive in the sense of like master owner type of relationship. She does take what Olive has to say into account and she wishes that Olive would be more honest with her just by simple things of like how she could look at Olive and tell that she was withholding something from her. Now, Olive does have to like she does tell her, you know, like, oh, I believe that you'll break the curse today and all of these other things in the first chapter. But let's be freaking for real. Olive is only there to get paid. Olive ain't ain't really fooling with that girl for real. Well, you're not pissed. Well, she might. Ain't what what, that movie, The Help or some shit? shit Eat my shit. (laughs) (laughs) Bruh, no. Okay, so like, I do want to like, kind of spin the block a little bit on the king because i was just sitting there thinking when you was like because you know you're a little bit further than me but you were like um yeah he is suffering because the the witches can kind of see certain things but i also feel like what you when you just sat here and said that the king forgot to invite her that man ain't forget shit so if you think the king sat there forgot to invite this bitch and he was sitting here ha kicking in her face or smiling at this bitch from afar he's seen this whole but the the daughters had to come together and get this whole to to come over. You know what I'm saying? I feel like 
this man is not suffering low-key. I low-key feel like he do not give a fuck because it's like one of those, damn, I kind of feel bad for you that you going through this, but right. if it ain't me, I feel like it's one of those situations. I don't. I feel like the king got more of a hand in the bullshit and the reason as to why she did what she did than they're letting on. So I personally, like, y'all, I am by far so much enjoying this book. Um, if you haven't already, go to Barnes and Noble, go to Books a Million, go to Amazon, and go buy this book. It's Ever Curse um, by yeah. Corey and Haydu. Y'all, I hope y'all have enjoyed like this conversation. But we're not done. We're not. We're not leaving you just yet. <laughs> um, yeah, we just want I to make sure we plug this hours. book because this is such a good book. This is such a good read. It is a teen read, however. But if you are an adult. That does not mean that you can't enjoy it as well because we're adults and we love it. Really? I'm so hooked. I didn't want to put the book down, but I had other things to do. Being an adult sucks sometimes. It's really ghetto, honestly. I think it's such a testament to the fact that, you know, not to mention Reagan. Reagan is my favorite. (laughs) Reagan (laughs) goes to visit the king first and she gets mad that her spell didn't make him hurt or whatever so i think that is such a funny twist because it's like ah bitch it didn't work (laughs) now what now that ain't gonna do nothing but make her more man i feel like she a high head so she gonna see that and she gonna try and be calm because she don't want to be exiled from the rest of the witches or whatever the Mm -hmm. few that are still talking to her because they're family um i feel like She's going to try and be cool, but he's going to do it or say something that's going to trigger her and she's going to mm-hmm. flip instantly. So, I, I don't know. Stay tuned. I can't take it. I can't take it. Y'all, it has been my pleasure. It has been my honor to bring this type of podcast to you guys. I personally have not seen a podcast like this. And me personally, I think it's a great addition to the world. Um. So definitely, if you guys liked this one, come back next week for another episode. And then we will dive into chapters three, four, maybe five, maybe six, maybe seven, maybe eight. But you don't want to miss it because if you come back, if you come back on episode three, you're going to be lost. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening, though. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much for just just giving us a chance. Overall, this has been Glass Half Full with Danielle and Kaven. Once again, I am Kaven. And I'm Danielle. She's also Cassandra. Thank you guys <laughs> so much for listening to us. We really appreciate it. It's been so real. <laughs> So overall, if you liked it, make sure you share it with a cousin, share it with a friend, share it with your mama, share it with all of them. And if it happens to be, you know, your birthday, happy birthday. And happy if it ain't your birthday, birthday, shout out to all the Capricorns out there. Ay. I don't care when it is. I'm going <laughs> to always shout out the Capricorns. Just the December Capricorns. We don't like oh, those. Oh, fuck January. you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I only said that because Kevin just had her birthday. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Happy belated birthday, friend. Uh-oh. Thank and I just you. had a birthday, too. And Happy belated above. birthday, friend. Thank you, Art. <laughs> Thank you. And we're both Capricorns. And she's a January. And I'm definitely a December. 
Justin Rick Capricorn, and we're like in a love hate relationship. We don't hate each other, but you would think we hate each other the way we talk to each other. If so, you met yeah. us on the street, you would think that we had a lifelong vendetta against each other. I'm telling you. <laughs> swear <laughs> but just thank you so much for being a part of our world and this is just a little glimpse of what we have to come the next episode is may or may not be just as long but if they're too long you can always pause it and come back literally and also <laughs> guys i want to let you know um a little secret don't forget to spread your ass cheeks in the shower and wipe <laughs> it good thank you so much soap and water with a rag thank you and what did Auntie Tab say? If you can't have a good day, don't go around messing up nobody else's. You know. All right. Yeah. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Bye.